Hey there, this is your girl Shawanda, and you're listening to Refreshing the Soul Podcast, a show where we bring our experiences and God's truth to refresh the heavy and hard places in your soul. From anxiety to unforgiveness, we'll learn how to come to an honest place in our souls and uproot those hidden lies so that you can discover the unique expression God created you to be in this world. Hey, welcome back to Refreshing the Soul podcast. And I'm so glad to speak in the ear of your soul today. So this month we're dealing with shame, shame. We're refreshing the ashamed soul. And I don't know about you, but I know for me, I had the wrong definition of what shame really was. And I discovered it last year when I was, I was just dealing with a lot of negative self-talk and I would just beat myself up over, like if I said something wrong to someone or if I felt like I did something wrong and it wasn't taken the way that I expected it to, it would just eat me alive. Like I would beat myself up so much over just some of the silliest things. I was so hard on myself. And I really, you know, I went to God about it and I asked God, like, help me with this. What is this? Why do I keep dealing with the way that I keep viewing myself? Like, do I have identity issues? I'm trying to see myself through the eyes of how you see me, but there's something going on here, God, and I don't know what this is. And I'll never forget, I was in the shower crying out to God about this because I was just tired of of feeling that way. And I'm sure there's some of you listening that you're tired too of beating yourself up, thinking negative about yourself, evaluating everything you do from this negative perspective, this scarcity perspective of what you're not and who you're not enough to. And very clearly, the Holy Spirit said said this to me. He said, it's shame. Never in a million years would I have thought that I was dealing with shame. You know, it didn't make sense to me because immediately the first thing I thought about was, well, I don't feel guilty or embarrassed about something I've done. So how how is it shame? Then I looked up the definition of shame and I'm going to read it to you. Shame is an unpleasant, self-conscious emotion typically associated with a negative evaluation of self. You have withdrawal motivations and feelings of distress, exposure, mistrust, powerlessness, and worthlessness. So when I read this definition, it summed up everything of how I would feel. If I felt like I did something wrong, said something wrong, I would want to withdraw myself. I would want to be quiet. Like, let me not talk. Let me not show up. Let me just, you know, be silent. Like I would have those withdrawal emotions and that feeling of exposure, like, oh, this is, I'm being too much. Like it's not, it's not being accepted. It's not being received the way I want, or I'm in fear of not being received. I'm in fear of being misunderstood. And that's shame. That is shame. And I never, I just never, 
I was just, my eyes were open. I'm like, wow, okay, thank you, Lord, for <laughs> for me finding this root, finding what this thing is. Now I can really like get understanding and really seek you help me to figure out how to move past this. And so one thing that I learned about shame is that, so it, it has this fear of, of disconnection, fear of disconnecting from people. You know, and so sometimes it, it can cause you to, you know, walk around in silence. Yes, with your voice, certain things you may not say or feel like, oh, if I say this, it's not going to be received again. It's going to be misunderstood. But also the silence of just us not being wholeheartedly of who we are, you know, and sometimes who we are, it comes with some errors. There's mistakes. There's things we may say that is that may be funny on the inside to us, but not to other people, but it's still a part of us. And we can hide those things. We can hide those things in fear of disappointing people, in fear of them not liking us anymore, of them viewing us the wrong way. And that holds a whole lot of weight than just how we see ourselves and us being good with ourselves. And, th and that's shame. Shame has to do with worthiness. When you think of shame, the one word I want you to think of is worthiness. Do you feel worthy? Do you feel worthy? One of the things Renee Brown, I actually found out about her when I was looking up shame. Like She's like the shame lady. She researches shame. She did a TED Talk on shame, which was amazing. It really opened my eyes. And she said that, you know, when she researched it and did studies over thousands of people, those who dealt with shame and those who didn't, really the difference was those who dealt with shame believed that they weren't worthy of love and connection and belonging. But those who didn't deal with shame, the only difference was they just believed that they were. And I truly believe that. It goes back to what we are convinced of, what we choose to believe. And it may take some time. It's a process of trying to get your, your soul to believe something different than what you've always had believed. But really, it comes down to believing that you are worthy of love, you're worthy of connection, you're worthy of belonging. And if something you say is going to cause people to not love you, to not want you, then number one, they probably shouldn't have been in your circle in the first place. And it doesn't change who you are. That's the thing I think that shame does. We attach everything to who we are. So if I did something wrong, if I said something wrong, shame is saying I am wrong. That's exactly how I would feel. Like me saying this or doing this, it makes me wrong. It makes the essence, the core of Shawanda wrong. It feels wrong to be me. It feels wrong for me to be who I am. And that's shame. Guilt says I did wrong. I did something wrong, but shame says I am wrong. And so if you, I'm just wondering if anyone here feels like this, I know it's not just me, but just having that feeling of, I'm afraid to be myself or 
if you don't even recognize it as as that, maybe if something has happened and you find yourself beating yourself up for saying that or for doing that or for just feeling wrong about yourself, you know, that's shame. It's shame. And, you know, I started really to like look back, okay, at where did this come from? Like why, you know, how did this develop in me to attach the things that I do, if I do it wrong, how did I begin to attach this to my identity and start saying that I am wrong? Like where where did shame come from? And, you know, I was just thinking, you know, some of us, you know, we have dealt with childhood traumas that we probably just never, I mean, we've experienced it, but we never really dealt with it. It never was addressed. We kind of probably just lived right through it. And I think for me, you know, when I was growing up, I felt like I remember just always wanting to be a daddy's girl. Like I always wanted it. And I always wanted to be connected to my father. I always wanted to be the one to be able to sit on his lap, talk to him, be going daddy, daughter dates and all that. And I remember times me, I would try to go and talk to my father. I would try to like initiate, like I was the one initiating things. And my father just, he just didn't know how. I know my father did the best that he can, but he just didn't know how to connect with me and give me that type of love that I needed, that type of care, that type of attention. And some of us think we got daddy issues and stuff, you know, but really some of this stuff comes from a place of where our soul was trained to fear disconnection because of maybe of what wasn't connected properly with your own father. And so for me, not having that, I remember just trying to, I guess I took it personally, like there's something about me that I'm not worthy of having this connection with my father. Like there's something wrong with me. So let me try to be this, 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 and that to be good enough for my father to even smile at me, to give me that attention, to be proud of me. I was looking for him to just be happy with me. So I believe it started there for me and I remember one time I was in, I think I was in fifth grade. I was, I mean, I was an A student. I mean, I performed well, you know, again, just, I believe just overcompensating for what I didn't have at home and what I was trying to seek and achieve at home. And I made straight A's. I think the first two nine weeks, the first two nine weeks, I made straight A's. The third nine weeks, I made straight A's in one B. And I remember the teacher calling me over to his desk and showing it to me. And it was so funny. Even the way that he showed it to me, it was almost as if he knew that I was hard on myself. It's like he knew I would be hard on myself. So he was just very careful in showing me that I had a B. I still think about this to this day. I never will forget it. So I thought it was odd. Like he just didn't give me my report card. He called me over to the desk. Because he knew I was hard on myself. And I do believe, again, when we deal with shame, we are so hard on ourselves. We are so hard on ourselves, especially when we don't measure up to what we think other people want or what we think they want need to see in us, even our. And then we're hard on ourselves when we don't measure up to 
the unrealistic expectations of our own self. We put so much on ourselves, this high bar of what we need to achieve to even be good enough with us, to have enough peace with our own selves. And it's too much. God is like, listen, I didn't create you this way. You, you, you're doing this to your own self. And so he shows me the bee that I have. And I just, I start crying, you guys. I got a bee. I've made straight A's these past two nine weeks. And then in this one nine weeks, I get one B and I fall apart. I feel like that I didn't measure up. Like there's, I did something wrong. Like I could have done better. It was just so crazy. And of course I worked my behind off and I made sure in that subject, still remember it, social studies, that I got my A the next nine weeks. So I made straight A's again. So for me, I believe it went all the way back as a child that I was dealing with shame and just afraid of not measuring up and fear that I could lose the connection and really didn't even have the connection, but could lose this connection or this false sense of what I created in my mind that I had to be for my father. And so I don't know, I, you know, I encourage you today, if you deal with a lot of negative self-talk, if you are hard on yourself, if you put a lot of pressure on yourself, or even if you notice that you don't show up in this world, you don't show up to people the right way in all of who you are, maybe you you need to go back and look at, am I dealing with some sort of shame here? Am I tying my worthiness to the way that people receive me? Am I tying my worthiness to how they how they respond? Am I tying my worthiness to how well I'm performing, how well I'm showing up to people? You know, we really have to ask ourselves those questions and and be honest. You know, I really want this episode to be about just being honest if you deal with shame and going back to see what happened. If if there was any betrayal, you know, sometimes we withdraw and we are silent or we feel that mistrust, you know, that mistrust, that exposure, because we don't want to feel too seen by people because maybe someone hurt us. Maybe there was someone in our past who we trusted that betrayed us, that lied to us, that cheated us. And we never really addressed it. We never really dealt with that. Or maybe you grew up and you were scolded as a child, I mean, you things were harsh. The your home environment was harsh. It was abusive, verbally or physically. I read somewhere where you know people who grow up in an abusive environment, they can easily get the message that they are undeserving, that they are inadequate, they are inferior, and that can cause them to feel ashamed. And when you feel ashamed, and you, we don't address that, we don't deal with that, that it, you have shame residing in your soul. And so it causes us to not be vulnerable with people. It causes us not to be fully seen with people. So maybe, I mean, whether it is an abusive, was an abusive environment or maybe it was something, something else, if you find yourself feeling inferior or undeserving or like those emotions, like you quickly feel those type of emotions when you're interacting with people, 
let's deal with that. I want to tell you that I truly believe it's shame. And God doesn't want your soul to be weighted with shame. One of the things last week that just blessed my heart that Rachel Barbeau said in the interview, and if you haven't listened to it, go back to last week's episode with Rachel Barbeau, Affirm Yourself. She said, you know what, Shawanda? It's really my imperfections that draw people rather than my perfections. It's my imperfections. Trying to look at, trying to be seen for just what you do right, what you do good, that doesn't really draw people. You know, as people, we are imperfect. Jesus is really the only one who is perfect. And as much as God wants us to be made in his son image, he knows that we are not perfect. And when all we present to the world and all we present to people around us is the good part of us, and we don't want to let them in on the parts of us that is flawed, that is faulty, that needs work, that's imperfect, then we shut them off from relating to us. We shut them off from connecting with us. To me, I feel like those who who can't connect with the imperfect part of you, they may be dealing with shame as well. Don't feel bad, don't feel guilty, and don't feel ashamed if you do share your imperfections and it's not received well. It's probably not the environment or the core people that God wants you to even be vulnerable with. You know, and that's one of the things that I, you know, I want to talk about today is really letting yourself be seen. But it's like, not how do we let ourselves be seen, but who do we let ourselves be seen with? And I would say, number one, of course, God, having a relationship with God, being honest with him, telling him everything like God, he sees it. He knows you, but that's information. But then being intimate with him is different. It's letting him into that place. And so I say, first, let yourself be seen with Jesus. Let yourself be seen by the father. Let him know I did this wrong. I felt wrong in this, just as I did in that shower last year. I said, God, I'm beating myself up here. I did not like what I said. This is how I feel. Help me. Help me. I need you. God wants us to live in that naked and unashamed place with him, but also with each other. Remember, Adam and Eve, when they were in the garden, before we even get to chapter three, where the enemy the enemy comes and lies to Eve, at the end of chapter two, it says that Adam and Eve, they were naked and unashamed. And that's the place where you're in the presence of God, where you're in communion with God. And so with him, when I bring that in to his presence, when I bring that in to my communion with him, I'm like, okay, this is, what is this? He's able to say, okay, this is what it is. And this is how we can work to get it out. And so one of the things that he gave me was let yourself be seen, Shawanda, and let yourself be seen. Yes, you've been doing great letting yourself be seen by me, but I've also called you to be in connection with people. We are so good at guarding ourselves. Sometimes we're so good at it, you know, because of fear of getting hurt by people or people not liking us. But you don't want to be so good at it that you don't 
let your true selves be seen by the people that God has put in your life to support you, to love you, to hold you up, to correct you, even when they have hurt you. Yes, there are people who God has surrounded us with intentionally, and we have probably been hurt by them as well. You know, they have imperfections too, but I believe there's a still a sense of vulnerability, a sense of where we have to be true and honest with them and let ourselves be seen. I believe that's how we begin to really to connect and to really get rid of this shame. So I've been intentional about having conversations with people who I know God has put in my corner. And I've just, I just made up my mind. I'm going to be intentional about being seen about my imperfections, about what I am dealing with now. No. And and I want to tell you, no, we don't, we're not replacing them with God. God wants you to be in connection. He wants you to be in relationship with people. He has put people in your inner court for you to be seen by. And vulnerability, you know, we can't give everyone our most innermost secrets. Like that's not for everyone. But God has called people to be a listening ear for us, to be somewhere where we can feel home with with people where they can be understanding and get it. And I'm telling you, just from a conversation that I had this week, intentionally, being myself, being imperfect, saying what I'm dealing with, that person lifted me up, supported me, sung to me, (laughs) you know, and it was just what I needed. It doesn't replace God in my life, I need him above everything, but God will lead us to the people. He will lead us to the connection. He will lead us to what we need. And so I just want to encourage you, you know, practice being vulnerable this week. Find the people, and you know the people who God has called you to be in connection with. And if you don't, ask God to send those people. Ask God to show you those people. And practice being vulnerable with them. Give them an imperfection. Tell them something that, hey, I've been dealing with this this week and I've been feeling this way. And I just, I just wanted to have an honest moment with you. I mean, that's really how my conversation was. Like, listen, I just got to be real with you. This is where I'm at. And this is how I've been feeling. And I don't like it because it's bothering me. <laughs> and it felt good for someone to see that in me and not ridicule me, rebuke me, be harsh, scold me. I believe God wants to undo the shame in us by undoing the things that may have been done as a child by doing them correctly now. And yes, God can do that himself, but sometimes he will call people to help us through it. So that's my encouragement. That's what I want to talk to you about this week. It's just let yourself be seen. Let yourself be seen by Jesus. Let yourself be seen by those he has called you to be in connection with. Be honest with them. Don't just share the achievements, what's going good. No, be open to being honest with what's going on. It may be, it may, maybe God has given you spiritual parents. Maybe it is your parents. You know, it could be anyone, but 
let God lead you to the people who he has called for you to be in connection with. And I believe that he will, he will restore what probably should have been done as a child or what was taken away as a, as a child growing up, or maybe even just recently, maybe it was just last few, last year for you where something happened and shame came on you and you've been wrestling with it now. God wants to undo those things. He wants to refresh your soul. He wants you to live healthy. He wants you to live whole in this place. He doesn't want you to walk around not feeling like you can be who you are. He wants you to know that you are worthy of love. You are worthy of connection. He made you that way. We literally just have to believe that. Before Eve felt shame, she was convinced of the lie that the enemy told her. And so for us to get rid of shame, for us to move forward past it, we have to go back to what am I convinced of? What do I believe about myself? Do I believe that I deserve connection and love as is, as I am now? Because sometimes we feel like we have to be somebody different in order to have that love and that shame. Shame says that I'm not enough as is. I'm not worthy as is. So let me withdraw. Let me not be too exposed. Let me only trust to a certain degree. But God says, no, uh uh-uh, you deserve love. You're worthy of love. So for our confessions, I want to confess that right now. I am worthy of love. I am worthy of connection. I am who God says I am. God says I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God says I am his beloved. God says I am healed and set free from shame. God says I was made to be in relationship with others. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, everyone, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get refreshing to those souls who need it. Also, don't forget to head over to Amazon where you can purchase that 30-day devotional Rest for the Soul by yours truly. Um, You want to get it in your hand. And just remember, soul care is self-care. Until next time, bye-bye.